Check. 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 Welcome to the show. This is Between Two Beards Podcast. I'm your host, Brock. I'm your other host, Mike. And we are the beards that you are between. I like that. Yo, 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 yo. This is Macy. This is Ashley. This is Jody. And Jen. Yeah. Welcome to the ladies' podcast takeover. Here we go. What are we talking about today, ladies? Anything good? <laughs> Nothing at all. Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> we talk all the time. And we just talked all day. <laughs> Nothing to say. We, we did talk all day. So there is that. <laughs> We're super pumped for this, if you can't tell. I feel like I'm talking. I'm sorry. I'm used to talking to toddlers, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to just have a little spotlight on the women of BCC and we just wanted to represent and talk about ministry Mother's Day and kind of where we want to go forward with women in the church yeah 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 for sure all right take it away so I think the first thing that I really wanted to be able to uh, talk about with you guys is the idea of uh, Within the church body, of course, we all work together toward a common goal of people coming to know Christ and supporting each other in our own relationship with Christ. So uh, I think that in the interest of being able to talk together on a day like this, we should be thinking about the idea of uh, what our personal ministry has been and what we've been called to. Um, especially with the idea that there are seasons to things, and I think we've all experienced our own seasons. And so just talking about a little bit what your walk with Christ has looked like and what you felt called to in ministry, whether it be at a church or within um, wherever God has placed you, within jobs, within any type of scenarios. So uh, maybe if Macy doesn't mind sharing first. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've talked previous on the podcast about how I was very involved with my church, with the youth group and, um, with the kids ministry, but I feel like coming to college, again, I've said that, like, I've grown the most coming into college and being in my freshman year and, like, being stripped of everything and basically having to go and seek him, seek Jesus on my own and, like through my own time and stuff like that. And so I come to find crew and like a church and these past four years, um, I've realized like my passion is with like connecting with other girls and kind of being like, like the having that like mentor relationship with these girls and um, yeah, building that bond and being there for those people, being a sister in Christ to those girls, and especially those that might not have an older sister, and or they might be the oldest, and or they just might not have any like girl figures into their lives, like role models. So being that person for them has been a blessing for me too, and just being able to like, because I love taking care of people, I love talking to people, um, and so just being there for them when they need someone to talk to, a shoulder to cry on, or just to share about their day or vent about their day like I'm always there for them and so like God has been showing me through that and the relationships I've had on campus of just how much I want to do like when I'm done even though like I'm leaving I still have these this connection with the girls and like this will be outside of college like it'll be a lifetime relationship where we might not see each other every single day, mm-hmm. but you know, we are only a phone call away, a text message away, and yeah, just being there for one another and creating that sisterhood, you know, that you're not alone, that you have other girls that go through this uh, like similarities of like insecurities and like struggles and thoughts that you that goes through your head, but like you have someone to process with you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I will I'll jump off of Macy's <coughs> because I actually have uh, been a part of Macy's life the last couple years and yeah, it's been it's been something being in ministry as like as a job rather than just um yeah, something you know, naturally that comes, but I feel like it naturally comes when it's a job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I, well, I think one of the biggest highlights for college ministry has been like watching people like Macy grow um, and just pouring into um, these these girls' lives and seeing the connections, like the light bulb moment come on when they see um, that the you know that they they finally accept the worth mm-hmm. that Jesus has you know, given them or the love, Mm -hmm. I feel that they may be disregarded, you know, whether it's their childhood, their past, things like that. But just those moments of like, wow, like this is truth and speaking truth into into their lives and letting those those moments just happen. And so that's one of the things that uh, I've seen in, in my ministry role with crew, but also just, um, I felt like as a child, I, I really felt called to do like missionary work. And so I spent a a few years, especially in my 20s, just going and trying to find that like spot in in ministry and what that looked like. Um, I remember writing a letter when I was uh, like 12 or 13 being like, hey, I would I want to live by a faith that would be like trusting God for the next meal, like living in a hut somewhere, <laughs> loving on hundreds of kids. Mm. That's my goal. Like I just wanted to live just for that. Um, and so I always go back to that thinking like, wow, like how tables have turned. Like I never ever thought I'd be in like college ministry or even like, a, I, I guess like within a church ministry, um, it's cool how God like stretches you because like I could have stayed in my comfort traveling to different countries is actually easier <laughs> than ministry within the states. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no language, you know. The language barrier actually makes a a buffer, <laughs> or uh, looking different actually is a conversation piece. I know campus ministry, you go and no one really wants to talk to you. Um, everyone's kind of you know isolated in their own world, and it is hard. It's hard to make conversation, especially when you bring Jesus up for some, and so. I just, I think it's cool to look back and see. And I always love, that's why I love working with college students so, because I can bring that being like, hey, this is where you're at now. There's a huge blank slate mm-hmm. for ministry. Like even each season, like I even as an adult, I feel like God, each season can give you a new opportunity. Um, like I feel like we all go through seasons where um, like whether you're just getting married and you have that newlywed season where ministry might look different or you go to a new church and you're just getting started at a church. Like, what do you do? Um, Things like that. So I think for us, um, my family being in ministry as a vocation has been really hard to just actually jump in as a person in a church. Um, I, I think often, even if it's Brock in the position and it wasn't me, it's hard to actually not just be Brock's wife. I know we joked when, when Brock and I, well, when I first came on as the Kidman person, um, it was like, hey, I'm, I'm Brock's wife. Now I'm actually Jen. Like, <laughs> I'm the Kidman person. I have an identity. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's hard um, just coming in, no matter what season you're in. Like, like I said, whether you're newlywed, whether you're single, especially I feel like single. Like, what do you do when you come in when you're an adult, maybe single, coming into a church? Like, where can you serve or where can you connect with people and actually meet others maybe in the same season as you? Mm-hmm. So I think just, like, being aware of the ministries, also the, the calling to maybe be a part of leading a new ministry as well. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of different things we could go into. But that's kind of, like, my background of what ministry has looked like. So. <laughs> And kind of jumping off of that about getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm Jody. I'm Mike's wife. And when I met him, he was not in ministry. And he was actually pretty much against, you know, going back into working in ministry. So it was nothing that I ever thought that we would really get into. I mean, I think I always, you know, in the back of my mind thought that he might just because um, that's just really where God's been calling him, and it's just such his personality. Um, but I never kind of thought that it would happen this quickly. So, you know, we started here a little, a little less than a year ago, and you know, he just 
jumped right in and of course I wanted to get involved too so I helped him out with the youth group and then I got um, basically called into helping with the production team so I work in the back producing the live stream and that's that's kind of where I feel most comfortable I'm more of like a behind the scenes um, kind of person and that's just kind of the lane that I like to stay in and probably will for <laughs> some time. It is kind of nice to also be able to kind of have that conversation of there are a lot of roles within BCC to have it work on a Sunday or throughout the week. Uh, and so there's that idea that some of us do feel a little more comfortable to be out there and talking to people and all over the place. And that might be our comfort zone. Like for sure, my comfort zone is talking to people. I'll go up and talk to anybody. I'll have a conversation. No big deal for me versus, uh, you know, just getting to know people here at BCC. Sometimes that doesn't feel as easy or as comfortable of a situation to be able to put yourself into um, versus uh, being able to serve in a capacity. I mean, I know Eric's talked about it a lot, but there's no like item too big or too small he talks about you know he's up there preaching and um right in front of everybody and everybody's like oh he's in charge you know it's like that kind of thing well there's a lot of moving parts within a church and it's neat i think sometimes for me to be able to take a step back and kind of look at and look around and see all of the little blessings that we have here at the church whether it's someone helping out with getting communion ready or someone helping out in the kitchen even if it's not their labeled job or anything like that just seeing people come together and be able to help each other out to get whatever it needs to be done accomplished um, is a really cool thing i see within a, a church body uh, so uh, it's something that's not a labeled thing for me that i felt very passionate about that i've shared uh, with with people over the past year or two, me switching jobs kind of changed my whole idea on what my ministry looks like as well. So um, I definitely always felt like ministering in a, a school setting was still something that was like a huge deal for me, even if I can't just sit there and talk to pe my students about Christ, just being there, there for them, showing up for them for their big events in life, whatever it might be, uh, was always a big deal. But um, switching jobs, I still am there for my students in a very different way. Uh, but it's that idea of, okay, God, you've moved me here now. So what's this new season? Like we were talking about seasons in life. I have been a youth group leader for multiple years. I have been um, a teacher for multiple years. I've been a mother for multiple years. I've been a whole lot of things. And I think uh, one of the things we really wanted to get into and talk about today is that we do have those seasons. We do have, as believers, all of these things that we're called into and out of at times. And, you know, kind of having that conversation that that's okay. I've been talking to a lot of people, um, just Lynn recently, uh, her considering the idea of getting out of ministry for the youth group and me getting into the ministry back into it for youth group. And, um, and so I just think it's really cool the way God calls, like you were talking about, um, Jody, with Mike and the type of ministry that he ended up into and uh, just the different ways that people have been brought together to be able to bless each other. And so um, for me, I really am passionate about learning who people are and being able to greet them on Sunday, helping them to feel more comfortable to be able to say hello, uh, to, to feel like there are people here that want to know their name, to want to know who they are. Um, so I definitely feel like for me, I really want to just push that idea that those that listen to the podcast Sometimes people can be listening to the podcast and they haven't gone and talked to anybody yet. They haven't said anything. They love coming to church. They love Eric speaking. But there are those people here that really want those relationships and to be able to help you out. Uh, so don't hesitate. Ashley Hennig, come talk to me if you're listening. 
you can just say hi, I'll say the rest. (laughs) (laughs) But just that idea of, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here at BCC. And we've really Mm -hmm. wanted, uh, as ladies, to talk today, not just about um, Mother's Day, which we're going to segue into, but just that idea that uh, we don't want you coming and leaving without us knowing who you are and getting to know you. So uh, definitely make sure anybody you see, reach out, say hello. Uh, We would love to get to know you at a deeper level for sure. Yeah, I like what you said, um, how it's like, I feel like it's a passion of yours to right? Connect and like just be that person, right? And I just think sometimes we think we have to do something big or something that's out of our comfort zone to be stretched. But so much everyone has such awesome gifts to give even our super introverted people like i i really relate to those introverted people like i like to be in my comfort zone but sometimes in my season i feel like i'm being you know a bit stretched but i feel like in seasons like when you just naturally like you have everyone has a gift that they can give and i think sometimes we just we we belittle our our things that we can offer so like i feel like everyone right now in this moment that you're listening to this, that you have something to give, whether it's big, little, and you're in your perspective, it could be big to someone else. Just like mm-hmm. Ashley, just she's saying hi to people. Mm-hmm. Um, be that person that receives that hi and like engages in that conversation, um, or you know, just even just that smile, or you know, the nursery staff, like the nursery volunteers are so significant. Um, holding a baby, you know, in the nursery, I think people think, well, you know what, they they don't need anyone back there. They they're okay. But no, you're needed if you feel like that little nudge. And I think that's something I was th- also thinking about while you were talking mm-hmm. is like like that little, you know, those nudges we often ignore, like the gut feelings. I don't know if you guys have, you know, when we're, we're being called to something, we often want to ignore that. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's uncomfortable. Or like, oh, that was, you know, that's nothing. But like the Holy Spirit, like kind of just moving within, I don't know. Yeah. you guys like felt that in your especially those uncomfortable seasons I feel like he's like that's when you really feel those strong strong like leads to do something different yeah you talk about those uh seasons of waiting and uh you know transitioning from uh, a, a very intense teaching position to a very laid back teaching position where I can actually get my d- work done in in the work day which is just such a blessing but that in that transition um, I did start to see that little bit of a nudge but there was also a season of waiting for some things like things were presented in front of me as needs but I didn't know what to do with them that then like a year ago mm-hmm. and yet a couple weeks ago Jen says it would be really nice if the ladies could just get together, maybe just have some coffee and be able to chat. And that's all it took for me to say, you know what, we should do that. And I just sent out some messages and we're trying to get the word out, you know, as much as we can to be able to get a hold of people to say, hey, you wanna just kind of ha- ha- come have some coffee and chat. And it's just that idea of being able to feel comfortable when you come in on Sunday too you know what, I do know somebody, there's someone I can say hello to that I've seen them pass me many times, but we've never actually stopped and chatted. And now I know them a little better to be able to say hello. So those little nudges, even I know for that nudge for me, I prayed for the past year, I didn't know exactly what to do with how to get connect more connected with some of the people within the church. And so in my prayer journal, that's what was in there. I'm praying God, I don't know how to do this. And I think I've prayed that a lot, especially over the past two years of switching positions after working the same job for 11 years. It's a pretty scary thing to leave and do something brand new. Uh, But it's just amazing to see how much God does with that. Just saying, God, I don't know what to do with this. I'm feeling this nudge, but I don't know. Sometimes it is as easy as saying, I like to hold little babies, so I'm going to sign up for nursery. But sometimes it's like, God, I see that I talk to this person and they feel like they have this need. And I talk to this person and they feel like this, they have this need. But God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in that position. And so being able to be in that season of waiting and patience to see how that unfolds and what comes of it, I think can sometimes be a stretch of our faith, but is also so beautiful when you see it unfold and you see you know somebody like Jen just saying hey we should get together for coffee and then see it start to unfold Mm -hmm. it's just neat to see what God does with those things 
Yeah, that's awesome. So I think this is probably the spot where we can switch over to, uh, because we were so close to Mother's Day, we of course wanted to get into that idea of, um, that we talked about Easter in one of the podcasts. We want to talk about mother's motherhood. Uh, we are the four of us coming at it from a, we've ha- have a lot of different experience with mothers, with motherhood and what that looks like. So uh, this part of the podcast, I think we want to kind of just uh, get into and talk about um, what that has looked like for us. And um, of course, how it looks for our faith and um, our ministry sometimes with family and with motherhood. So does anybody want to start us off how you want to talk? I can start off. Well, obviously, not a mother, but I have a mom. <laughs> but, um, like, the, I guess I can talk more about, like, how my mother has shaped me to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like, what I want for m- my future kids. And then what I want to be, like, as a mother. Um, and a lot of this is, like, a lot of repeat from my previous podcast. But, like, my mom has been through um, divorces and stuff like that. So just seeing her... Um, have to handle things on her own um and like my mom coming from laos to the u.s and like with no like background of what like what it's like here doesn't know the language and then to like basically be put on her own with the baby like i can't imagine like what she went through i mean i will never ever understand what she went through i was so young at that age um and like no memories much of it and um, to see where she is now, like, obviously, sure, she has a job, but, like, it's not the job she wanted. It's not the job that she would like to have. And the ones that she wakes up in the morning is like, yay, I'm going to work. It's like, I she goes to work because she needs to support her family and stuff like that. Um, and to see, like, her coming from, like, square one to, like, now, um, like, I've repeatedly said this about my mom. Like, she's, like, and I know it's, like, a cliche thing to say. Everyone says it about their moms, but, like, she's like the strongest person I know and like the strongest woman that I've ever met. Um, I don't see her break down very often. And when she does, that's when you know, like she's at the lowest and she's like bottled all that frustration. Um, so usually I cry about my mom. So hopefully I don't cry, but <laughs> that's what I was worried. Yeah, about. I know. I, like, I don't like, know if I can do this part. <laughs> Maybe I won't do yeah. this one, <laughs> but, um, my mom has been such a supportive mother, even though like, she struggles to like help me with homework because obviously like English is not her first language she didn't like do schooling here Mm -hmm. so schooling in Laos is very much different from schooling here and so but just the fact that you know she's has been there and supported me in all my decisions in schooling and through sports and through extracurriculars and like coming here and like I'm so grateful for her and like that I don't have to worry so much about financial stuff like paying my own phone bills paying my car payments like she's helped me so much in that I'm so very blessed with that and so yeah just the way that I've seen her go through those trauma those hardships but yet like she's still standing here today and like taking care of me even though like I'm of age of like being able to live on my own but she's like always welcoming me back um and so yeah very thankful for her and I wouldn't be where I am I wouldn't be who I am without her um and I've also like I have a little sister so I'm like the second mother so I've like had that little like experience of like basically taking care of a baby but like I'm always known as a second mom I've been uh assumed to be my sister's mom before (laughs) yeah that was fun I don't even like correct them anymore um but seeing this and like me working my way to the like in the future and like what who I want to become as a mother like obviously I don't think I'll ever be as strong as my mom I'm a very sensitive person like I cry a lot whatever but like it's just like I don't think I could do the things that she's done like just how strong she was finding a job on her own with no like not a lot of credentials basically and still like going through it um but I I'm excited to when that season comes of being a mother and like raising your kid and having that mother-daughter mother-son relationship and I like admire it and like 
I can't wait for my mom to be a grandma because I never got that um, experience of like with with having grandparents because my yeah. both my mom my mom's parents both passed away but they lived in Laos so I never met them and so and I see I have friends that like go on lunch dates with their grandparents or like have their grandparents like taking care of them when they were younger and having such a beautiful relationship like that's something I like envy a lot because like I wish I had that um and so the fact that I didn't it does like it doesn't make me sad sad but like I do wish I had that where I can like come back home from college or when I come when I'm done with college like my grandparents will be here and like to congratulate me and like do all this stuff um so that's what I'm excited about in the future is having my mom become a grandma and like having that seeing my kids relationship with her and like honestly my mom will most likely live with me for the rest of her life (laughs) like I've already like um accepted that but that's okay because it's just a thing we always say like she's taking care of me now it's my turn to take care of her um but yeah so I'm excited to like see that relationship and like I hope to be just like half of what she is to me and being able to take care of my kid and not having my kid worry about stuff that isn't under their control or something like that um but yeah do you have any traditions that you like to do with your mom to celebrate her or just traditions in general um okay so this is a part where I love my mom but my mom is so picky with stuff like I I don't know what to buy her um so her and I will usually just go eat out and go shopping um that's like usually our thing when I go back home and but her and I we just some like sometimes we just use the excuse of like shopping and like going to eat out for a drive and having a conversation um and like our conversations are usually talking about like my future she's a very she I think it's also because of what she's been brought up with like there was no one there to support her even though like she had her parents but her parents were back in Laos and she was here there was no one to support her and so she reminds me a lot of like you know like I didn't have anybody there for me and it's like I I have to understand that too and like there are times obviously my mom and I have arguments and we have a lot of disagreements and I feel like sometimes she doesn't hear what I'm trying to say or like she doesn't see what I'm trying to do um but I've also I'm always reminded like she also like didn't have anybody she didn't have friends she didn't have like that support system that I have now um so we do just enjoy our conversations and again like I said we talk a lot about my future and like jobs and marriage and like housing and like oh my gosh I'm not there yet but it's okay (laughs) I understand where she's coming from just making sure like that in a sense like I have things like plans you know whereas some people might not and um but her and I when we like start laughing like it's it takes a while. There's been times where I we were choking on food because we were laughing so hard. Um, you always love yeah, those moments, it, too. It's so good. Cause, Great memories. Yeah, and, like, when we're laughing, we're crying at the end because, like, of how, like, much we're laughing. But it's it's good times, yeah. Thanks for sharing, Yeah. Missy. Do you want to go next, Ashley? <laughs> sure. So I don't know where, which way I want to come at this. So I am obviously a daughter so I have a mother but I am also a mother so uh, just thinking about uh, Mother's Day in general it's it's kind of that idea of celebrating family and I know we have Mother's Day we have Father's Day I, I, I don't think I've ever been or felt like super attached to either of the days but I always enjoy just thinking about that idea of my parents and what they've instilled in me. And um, I talked a lot in my podcast about my mom and um, how she was very fierce in consistency. Like you commit to something, you do it. And I think I got a lot of that from her. Uh, But then looking at the relationship between my grandmother, we have a lot heritage wise, uh, I have believers in my family, which Noah, when we talked on our podcast, he didn't have that. And so I'm very, very thankful for the household I grew up in. Uh, I do, like you start to talk about this with people and I think about this with teaching and my students all the time because I talk about something and then I'm like, wait a minute, 
There could be people I'm talking to, students right now, who have never experienced this. I had a student tell me the other day they've never seen a deer before. Mm-hmm. You know, like things we take for granted if you think about it that way. So I, you know, people growing up with grandparents, it's like old hat. Like everybody's got grandparents. Everybody thinks they grew up with grandparents. They grew up with their parents. And so we do come at things from a very different perspective when we think about it that way. I was very, very blessed to have a wonderful godly grandmother who um, same type of background where um, my mom was divorced and uh, and she did have at least a back a fallback with mm-hmm. her mother and so um, my grandmother took care of me when I was little and I got to know her very very well and she lived next door we built a house next to her and she was the sweetest little lady she would bring I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get emotional she would bring herself over to my house and she would have her hands clenched and she would come toward me and I'd be like here comes Grammy with some money she's gonna give me some money and she would she would like sneak it into my hand and she did it with everybody Noah once I started dating him it's like everybody she didn't have very much but guess what what she does have she's given to somebody else like she wants everybody else to be blessed in even that little thing of giving them five dollars uh so uh she is just like an awesome awesome matriarch to be able to start my view of what it looks like to be a believer and what it looks like to be a grandmother what it looks like to be a mother uh to be able to just pass that idea down and so um moving into my own motherhood sometimes i would say this is i I, i'm sure i probably am not the only one out there to maybe have this type of i don't know if i want to call it a viewpoint a sometimes i almost feel like maybe i could be considered or somebody looks at me as like an imposter for a mother because i am like i only have one child many of my friends have had many children and so having only one child from a viewpoint of someone with several children looks to be like an easy job i think no matter what how many children you have it's a lot of hard work and you have to really dig in to being committed to making sure that you're raising your child the way we are called to within what god's word says and it's not always the easiest thing. It's not always the thing that takes the least amount of time. It's uh, definitely an exhausting job. But uh, I think Noah and I both speak from it being such a blessing. Many, many mothers and many fathers talk about what a blessing it is to be a parent. And I absolutely feel that way. Uh, it's just been the coolest thing to see this little baby turn into what my 11-year-old looks like right now, making her own decisions. Sometimes I'm disappointed. A lot of the time I'm not. It's really, really cool to see her be her own person. Uh, So it's just uh, been an awesome journey of learning how to parent. I do think some things felt easier to me. Uh, because I am similar to you, Macy, where my brother and sister were 11 years younger than Mm -hmm. I was. So when uh, my parents had my brother and sister, they were twins, I was changing the diapers. I was, you know, helping them get fed. I was putting them in the um, car seat. I was doing all of the things that I was like a little mini parent at like 11, 12 years old. And so uh, when it came to motherhood, I did feel like I was kind of prepared. I worked in a daycare all through college. I was taking care of kids at all different age levels. So I did feel like I had like some experience with kids, but every kid is different. And anybody you talk to is gonna find out that there's no one way of parenting that's like the perfect way. And uh, different personalities means different ways to approach being a parent. And so uh, I definitely count it as a blessing, but at the same time, I I have also counted a blessing to be a wife, to be a mother, to be a believer. And uh, I feel extremely blessed to have God really put that on my heart to make sure that I am all of those things and not just one of those things. So my identity doesn't come from just being a mother. My identity doesn't come from just being a wife. I enjoy and love all of those things. But um, I absolutely 
love that my first and foremost is that I'm a child of God and those other things need to be balanced if I'm going to be a child of God. So that's kind of my little thing. I love being a mother and I'll segue to Jody. <laughs> so I have, I think, a little bit of a different background because I was adopted. And, you know, we've actually got quite a few adopted kids in our congregation. And while we've heard from, you know, some of the parents of adopted kids, I don't think we have heard yet from the actual adopted kid. I think we're actually going to get there um, in the podcast in a couple weeks. But I had a very a very good childhood and upbringing you know my parents were you know very honest about you know me being adopted I mean obviously I looked different than they did um, but from a young age they kind of you know we talked about it openly so I was very comfortable with it and um, unfortunately not every adopted child has that that same kind of story um, but I actually found a quote that kind of really resonated with me and um, kind of does a better job of explaining how I feel um, than I can. And it's, our skin doesn't match, you don't have my eyes or mouth, and our faces aren't the same shape. I don't know what it's like to look at you and catch a glimpse of myself as a child. What I see in you is far more, more beautiful than that. I see the hand of God in my life. I see the windows of heaven, and you, sweet angel, are by my side every single day. Our skin may not match, but we match hearts. So... That's pretty much how I've always felt. Um, you know, my parents were my parents. My mom was my mom. I never had that um, desire to, you know, find my birth parents or anything like that. But I think that was just a testimony to, like, how great my parents were. And my mom in particular, like, she was she was just, like, the greatest person. Everyone loved her. Mike always joked that she was the mayor of Bloomsburg because <laughs> everywhere we went, um, she knew someone. And um, I know you guys said you're not going to get emotional, but I probably am. Yeah. Just because this is my first Mother's Day without her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, been, it's been weird because I think this holiday is the first one that's kind of hit the hardest. Like we didn't have her for Christmas, but I think just because of it being Mother's Day, it's been, it's been tough. So I think it's, it's good to point out that you know, Mother's Day isn't always, like you were saying, like a happy holiday for yeah, everyone. Yeah, it can be a very hard day, especially for those that we think of that are no longer with us, that we would like to be there. Yeah. For sure. I know I know it can be a, a time. Like, all holidays, I think, can really be a time. But um, I'll just kind of take a moment just to thank you to give to give jody but uh yeah for like those who, who struggle with infertility i know that was one thing we kind of pondered yeah. on and that was actually something going into brock and i's marriage that we were we were up against um i was told at a young age with some some health issues that i wasn't supposed to have any children at all from various doctors and uh, i spent some time when i was away doing some mi- missions um kind of wrestling with god about that because i think i was like probably around 20 and being like, I finally went for my like third opinion um, out of state when I was living out of state. And I was like, I just want one more glimpse of hope. Like, come on, that opinion has to be different. And uh, of course, all the test results came back the same. And they were like, yeah, you know, there's a chance you could, but it's going to be very difficult. And so I went into my relationship with Barack being like, hey, like, are you okay with this? Like, would we, would you be okay not having children of your own someday? And so we both, like, dreamt about, like, what it could be to be, you know, to adopt as well and things like that. And infertility was, like, a such a, like, weight, especially at a young age. Like, you're like, okay, you were told this. <laughs> and I always had dreamt, like I had said, like, I wanted to be a mom. Not so to all, you know, 100 kids I said about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so going into that, like, then, um, first year of marriage, we surprisingly got pregnant. Um, I had been doing some like natural, like just like, you know, balancing of like hormones and things like that, where like, I was just trying to get healthy and that had yeah. happened. So, um, and then, yeah. So then Ellie 
was, uh, you know, an only child for five years because we were like shocked <laughs> that we could have children. You had the one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were we were very like so so thankful, but also Brock had just graduated college after you know after we had got married, and then so she came within that first year. So we were like, okay, like life is changing quickly. Um, but then yeah, we moved up to Bloomsburg for for ministry and struggled with infertility again. We were trying to have another. Uh, another child and a sibling for Ellie and we had struggled for a couple years then and so we had actually go through fertility treatment the second time around so it's yeah it's a heavy topic and I think I think we sometimes ones who you know have kids we kind of forget that in the moment and then we also forget those who are grieving and not having their moms or those who don't even have their moms in the picture ever right and so I think just opening our eyes sometimes to the to like the real world <laughs> around us of the struggle um yeah just i think aware. it comes down to p- feeling blessed when you look around and see like i don't have this but i do have this and you can find that anywhere like you know between the four of us we can see what we have and what we don't have amongst each other and um just being able to really embrace the blessing of what god has given us in the stages that we're in is a huge deal and I know I've been extremely humbled by the idea of being able to even have a child because all growing up I was best friends with my cousin and she loved kids she wanted to take care of kids she wanted to take care of my brother and sister she was all about having multiple multiple kids and she has never been able to and so even you know thinking through that idea like she would have been it's like you know always that i would have been i could have been she loves you know and has embraced what she has been blessed with but you know she didn't end up ever having to be able to bear her own children and so even those type of things can be um a real struggle to to really dig into what am i blessed with instead of always focusing on yes i didn't get to have this this or this but also looking at look at these things I have that other people have not been blessed with Mm. Um, always a struggle but especially I find myself personally emotions wise when I'm getting those emotions of feeling the struggle of those things that I don't have or that I'm have been unable to have um, going back to God's word over and over again has been such a blessing I'm having those emotional days I'm thinking this is not good this is not good going back to God's word and seeing what actual truth is, reading what actual truth is, and remembering that is uh, definitely such a blessing, something to remind everybody about. I know Eric just talked about that recently, and um, it's just amazing what God's word does in changing how you feel about something, because feelings can definitely betray, for sure. Yeah. I would love to hear some... uh some memories i've heard a lot about your mom <laughs> jody um if you would you, did you ever have like any traditions that you guys did maybe not outside of mother mother's day but was there anything special that you guys did together um like macy we went shopping a lot <laughs> it's kind of kind of our thing um and then towards uh when i was older we started traveling a lot together mm-hmm. so we we did ireland and we did oh, wow. england twice and um, she loved to see plays. So we went to a lot of plays when we were over in London as well. Um, so that was just kind of like a passion that we both shared and just a lot of a lot of great memories from that. And like what you were saying about, you know, realizing the blessings that you have in your life. While I don't have my mom anymore, um, I have relied heavily on a lot of her friends that I've also grown up with. Mm-hmm. Um, that are just very strong women figures in my life, and they've just been the biggest blessing. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I just, I, one thing that kind of baffles me um, as women is we think that we just have to kind of like jump from like feelings to, like, I don't know, just like a place of like grief. Like, we had just kind of have to be like, you know what? Mm. We're okay. We're fine. Like, and we, we like, I don't know. We walk around with, like, the, you know, we have our lives together. And uh, I just want to say, I don't think anyone does. No. <laughs> no. Um, between, like, just stuff mm. like that, like, grief. But also, like, for me with infertility, it was a lot of bitterness. I don't know. Like, I just felt like I took time. Even, so I had Ellie 
And she was perfect. And we, Brock had said for years, like, we're good. Like, we don't, you know, let's just be okay. Um, but I, like, there's something in my heart that just wanted to have a sibling for her. But then, you know, as people got pregnant around us or we would go to different things, my heart just hurt. Like, I had had times where it was so hard to celebrate with others. And so, and that made me feel guilty then, right? And yeah. so I just think being okay with where you are too but yeah. also then not staying there but in finding that community to walk you through because we're not meant to do life alone either yeah. and like relation you know with relationships god created us for them but we often try to hide those hard parts and so i think just encouraging women to come out and say hey you know what? i actually i sh- I've, I've been struggling with infertility or i lost this person in my life or you know what i don't have that family that you did so i'm not sure you know how to deal with this like yeah. just coming out with that i think because god a lot of times like the enemy wants us to you know hide it in our hearts you know he wants us to push it deep down inside and it becomes in those dark cracks i say um but like when we actually bring them to light there's there's like freedom in that and there's victory in you know being honest and vulnerable so i think i encourage that yeah, for which women. Ca- does kind of segue into the last thing that we really did want to talk about uh, within the podcast, the idea of being able to support each other and bringing those things to light. Uh, I can, you know, witness for myself, I've been at BCC for a very long time. And over the years, I feel like I've been very blessed with many things in being able to support others within the church. Um for a number of years, uh, Noah and I volunteered to uh, be at the front for a while. We did uh, prayer at the end of the service, and uh, I would go to the, we would go to either side, Noah and I, and we would just sit at the front of the church in case anybody needed any prayer. And Eric would say at the end and say, you know, if there's anything you need prayer with, come on up. And I just remember there's this one week that I did have someone come up and they asked for prayer and they shared and I prayed with them and uh, it was certainly a blessing, but it was even more of a blessing. I ended up finding out uh, that uh, the person that I was praying for was someone, a, a student of mine that we had no idea that I was praying with his mother. And I mean, obviously what a blessing, Uh, but just being able to uh, support each other. uh, Even last year, me going through a really hard time with my job and feeling like, God, I don't want to start over. (laughs) I am comfortable where I am. I don't want to, to have to learn everything new and have new bosses and do all of these new things. I just don't, I don't want to do that. You know that I don't like to do new things like that. And uh, guess what? That wasn't the answer. It was that I needed to go. But having support here, um, just somebody that goes to the church here that I was uh, acquaintances with, talking to her about what was going on in my life, and she just said, you know what? Why don't we go into this side room and let's pray about it? And man, was that a blessing for me. Like, it just just that calming effect that you get from someone who truly cares with what's going on in your life, having someone sit there and just pray over you um, is just uh, just an awesome, awesome feeling and, and such an encouragement. And so uh, we just want to make sure people know that these things are happening. There is someone to talk to. You can go up to someone and just ask, you know what, I'm having a hard time. Can you pray with me? And I think a lot of times people don't like to put that burden on somebody else. But I think that, you know, everyone has probably gone through something similar. There's or there's someone that has gone through something similar that you have. And I think as a as a body of Christ, we are, you know, willing to help shoulder that burden with you. And it's not it's not, you know, something that you're putting on us that we're unwilling to help you with yeah i agree i agree that's like being a leader and crew and especially being like the senior and being the oldest out of the group and like again like i've been through multiple struggles and insecurities of like self-worth and appearance even and like seeing these girls that come with some of that same struggle it like hurts my heart because i know what it was like in that position really when you were like um, being your worst enemy because I've been telling 
a lot of the girls, I've been able to share and reshare my testimony many, many times with these girls. And just being able to see them come back to me and say, like, hey, like, this part of your testimony, like, in just the time span of you sharing it and, like, me listening to it, like, has helped me so much. And, like, just hearing that and makes me feel, like, good that I'm, like, able to share, like, how God has, like, helped me in that process of, like, finding my worth and my identity in Him and not in other people, not in other people's, like, um, compliments or whatever else they're saying about me because I'm a big people pleaser and so I've lived a lot of my life being the oldest daughter and especially in an Asian community and you have to live up to these standards and so having to find putting my identity in all those things and then coming to college and then seeing like where my identity really lies in and being able to help those girls too because a lot of the girls what um Jody was saying like a lot of the girls in our group like they do struggle with sharing because they don't want to put that burden on someone and I like continuously tell them Jen and I also continuously always say like that's what we're here for like that's why we created this a woman's discipleship that's why we have this community it does not just the women but also the men too like that's what we're here for is to build that community that you can come to um like share like what's on your heart and like if you need prayers and um I feel like that's what where God has been using me a lot in the past four years and because I came into college not really knowing where like what my purpose and like trying to figure out like like obviously like I love to sing so like God has given me that gift of being able to sing and share my voice and my passion to sing and glorify Mm -hmm. him but I was like really struggling to figure out like what is my purpose in life and like how is he using me and so again the past four years I've been able to see that come to light um it's funny I say that because everyone says I'm a, like a light, like a ray of sunshine and just bring someone that brings positivity. And so over time, I've been able to see like that's how God has been using me, even if it's not like, I don't know how to put it, like in a church or like Bible study um, environment, just even like at school and like with other friends that are not believers. They're just like, Macy, like you're always so positive. Like you always bring like the mood better, lighter, Mm-hmm. and just brighter and like I was like I've been able to see and like like I like had prayed and I was like God like maybe this is what it is like this is my gifts my purpose of like just loving on people and like being a light to them in their time of darkness and like helping them come out of that and like coming to find like their worth in um God and like that they are like a daughter of the most high mm-hmm. king like they are so loved and god calls them beautiful and you are his masterpiece like it's just like these are the cliche things but it's like such a hard-hitting thing for me and to these girls and um so yeah so that's why it's so important to have like that sisterhood and that community of people and that when you are in your time of darkness and dump and where you just feel like the worst about yourself and you're telling yourself these lies there's a group of people that are there to like pick you up and like take you out of that hole um so yeah speaking truth (laughs) (laughs) i think yes like joking but not like speaking truth into someone's life just Mm -hmm. like those moments of being that for someone is so needed in our in our society today just like having all the, the chaos around us and the lies spoken and all of those things i definitely think just being that light for someone being that encouragement and being a mom I feel like we just have so much pressure in society too so I just think telling a mom that they're doing a good job in the Mm -hmm. midst of their what they think is failure is I mean I've had people just like you know say you're you know you're doing great little pat on the back (laughs) and like that can change that something for someone else and I think the pressure as women but the pressure as moms I think it's just we want to set we almost set ourselves up for failure a little bit because we have these high expectations and i think like ashley had said like but first of all we're we're children of god as well mm-hmm. and i think going back to that like that's going to be the truth we need spoken over so firm foundation if yeah. you don't have the firm foundation the yeah. rest crumbles and i think uh one of the things we've talked about a lot is trying to create that balance of uh, you know, I've I've especially spoken with moms who um, sometimes really struggle with, you know what, I haven't done 
anything with anyone for a long period of time. Just that encouragement and reminder that, uh, you know, within the, the body of Christ, within uh, your own family, just taking that little bit of extra time, and I can speak to myself on this many times, if we don't take that extra time to set aside for reading God's Word, for fellowshipping with other Christians, for spending some of that time alone, we can't do any of the jobs. We can't do the wife job. We can't do the husband job. We can't do the parent job well if we aren't balancing uh, those parts of your life and making sure that those pieces are there. Um, some of my fond memories are just spending time with my husband. Some of my fond memories are spending time together as a family. Uh, but I really enjoy and embrace being able to, even if it's few and far between, being able to find those things to make sure that those relationships really are being fed above all the relationship with Christ. Yeah. So what are some practical ways or things that we can do like as a church body and believers, like just even like serving those who maybe don't have kids, but just as women, like how, what are some things we're looking to do at BCC or even outside these, these walls as well? Mm, I guess like how Abby, not, whoa, not <laughs> Abby, <laughs> Ashley, you called my daughter. <laughs> she looks uh, so young. I'm yeah, really young. yeah. <laughs> um, like how Ashley said, like earlier, like we went to grab coffee with a bunch of ladies and um, it wasn't even like you had something planned. It was just catch up with one another. And because mm-hmm. as a mom, you guys are always busy running around mm-hmm. and like taking care of your kids or, or being you, called your kids names yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or but like yeah. just mom yeah yeah <laughs> just, mom. just mom yeah yeah like you guys have like your own duties and your own like responsibilities back at home but the fact that like we can come together and like forget about those responsibilities for a little bit and just like take time and like be present in the moment and having conversations with people you haven't caught up with in like months or something like that um but yeah i i try to just like if it's not something like set up like a bible study or something like that just being intentional and reaching out to those people and like ashley was saying like she just like thinks about people and then she texts them and like say hey like i'm praying for you i hope you're doing well um but yeah just yeah, that intentionality doesn't always yeah. have to then pull away completely from your mm-hmm. family either just making a couple of those connections within the church even having one or two people's numbers to mm-hmm. be able to share prayer requests send along when you are praying for someone or thinking about them. Um, Those are small things that I know I tried to start implementing first uh, before, you know, trying to get that full blown, you know, get everybody in the family taken care of and leave for a couple of hours, which can be a difficult, you know, more difficult to be able to uh, set up. Uh, But um, anybody else? Yeah, I just, just, just do it. Just encourage <laughs> one another. I think, like, again, we talk about our struggles. If you don't have a moment to pull each other, uh, each other aside to pray in that moment, just talk about it. Be real. Um, be vulnerable. I'm speaking to myself and, and all of us <laughs> here. It's hard. It's hard to put those walls down. But let, let's love one another the way we were called to love one another. Um, moms, not moms, daughters, <laughs> um, all of us. I think it's just, it can be really hard to let those love us, but also show that love when we're going through something. So I think the let us, let, like let others love you in those moments can be really hard. So just do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Think this is a wrap? Yeah. yeah. How do we do it? <laughs> And this is the end of the podcast. This is Macy, Ashley, Jody, Jen. We are out. Believers, Believers out. out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> They're never gonna let me on this again. <laughs>
<laughs> we should have thought about this while we were studying. Jen's beatboxing is yeah, a great Jen's intro. Beatboxing. 